Hey guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of good service or space. So you could rent uh, Arturo to teach you Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig, or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did, if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta, it would mean a lot to me. Cheers. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anoop. This is episode 54, and we're going to talk about some hot takes in martial arts, particularly BJJ and MMA, right? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this was kind of spawned off of lurking through the internet and seeing what people think and some ideas on, you know, controversial takes, basically. I know I probably have a few. Do you have some yourself? Yeah, of course. I think we all, we, we all do, right? In terms of... maybe how we feel but then i wonder is it like me being like an old timer curmudgeon or is it like yeah uh, are they actually true or not so especially when it comes to fighting i feel like i'm more humble than other sports Mm -hmm. but uh one of the first ones in terms of like infrastructure though i think it's like the same with all sports like do you think money and pay-per-view are killing sports or building them up Mm. building them up in popularity killing the sport in terms of purity okay so like do you think the ufc's pay-per-view model and the way they like so not even how they pay fighters like none of that but in terms of like how you can engage with the sport would the sport be bigger if they didn't do a pay-per-view so i don't know i think the espn deal was a good deal it does get a lot of cross promotion espn mma on instagram way bigger you know you're getting those highlights on espn regularly ESPN's partnered with like Disney and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I feel like there is a benefit to being with ESPN in terms of their actual pay-per-views. I don't know. And I think after this contract is up, you should just go to a subscriber method. Yeah, that's what WWE did. Yeah. But I think WWE you could also see on Peacock now. So now they're on Peacock. Yeah, be- they're, they're exclusively with Peacock. I mean, Which would be fine is if they were exclusively with ESPN. You didn't have to do like a pay-per-view on top of it or something. I wonder, though, do you even need these big organizations? Like Joe Rogan often talks about how more people listen to his podcast than CNN. Like, who cares right. about some of these, like, traditional old media companies? Oh, yeah. Like, if UFC was just like, yo, we're doing it ourselves. It's 20 bucks a month. I think you might do more. Yeah. Wouldn't there be the same amount of Instagram clips and YouTube clips and people talking about it? Like, are that many people finding the sport because of its ESPN? Right. I, well, I think now it's fine. Maybe like three years ago, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, this is like the basketball hot stove season. Do you even follow basketball? Loosely. I Me? Mean, yeah, same. But I enjoy the off season because I think it's interesting where the players are going and like what mm-hmm. teams are building I know Katie uh, wants to leave the Nets. Yeah. Yeah, like franchise mode. Mm-hmm. And so like that's another example. It's like money just ruining basketball too, just because now you don't have these teams where like you have these players that maybe say, and then you have like these super teams. It doesn't totally relate to the UFC, but 
when money becomes so prevalent, it's no longer about the competition, right? This is why so many people want to fight yeah. Connor. It's business. Like, Connor's not that good anymore, right? He's good. He's still one of the best in the world, but he's not a champion. He hasn't won it lightweight in like six years. Like, mm -hmm. but it's all about the money. So is that hurting the sport that Oliveira doesn't even care about the belt? If he could fight Connor, Poirier didn't even care about the belt. If he could fight Connor. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree with these athletes. It's a business. You have to be business minded. Yeah. I do think it's just, it comes with the territory. Does it kill the sport as a whole? Cause I think baseball it creates the sport too, right? Reason. The business keeps the sport alive, but the business also kind of kills the sport itself. It builds yeah. the entertainment though. It keeps the sport alive, but it didn't create the sport. Correct. The sport is created by people enjoying it and watching it. And then Correct. people are like, oh, we can make way more money off of this. But this is why I think baseball is dying too. It's just so much money and nobody cares. And there's so many games. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I love football and they make a lot of money too. So, all right, Same, whatever. Yeah. Let's, let's leave the business side of this for now. Okay. Let's go to just like the fighting side of things. All right. You want to get into a hot take? All right. I saw one. <laughs> where it's just like uh wait, hold on hobbyists focus way too much on random techniques rather than fundamentals and core concepts of grappling like weight distribution and base yeah i don't know how hot of a take that is i, I think that's pretty sound okay yeah I, um, I think so many people are focused on all the the unorthodox stuff the weird stuff the weird position fancy stuff right but that fancy stuff only works on the foundation of basics. I get that all the time because I have a lot of weird subs in my game, but I'm like, it doesn't work if you don't have arm bars or triangles or guillotines. Yeah. And this person was mentioning like worm guard and shit like that. Exactly. Um, yeah. He said his hot take element is the fact that guys who get into BJJ are typically nerds, which is a hot take in and of itself. So he's like these BJJ nerds, uh, they like the complicated stuff and feels a lot more cool than fundamentals, but then some high school wrestler is going to come across and just smash them, and they underemphasize the importance of athleticism yeah. and base. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with this completely. When people are like, oh, I don't want to use my strength, why? Like, ah, oh, because it's not. To, it's one thing to say, like, okay, yeah, use good technique, but why wouldn't you use the strength you have? It just doesn't make sense to me. That's like saying like, oh, let me not use this arm. Like, why? Ah, because like, what do you mean? I have this arm. Why wouldn't I use it? Why wouldn't you use your strength? Why wouldn't you? And I feel like the jiu-jitsu community does itself a disservice in that instance because when they're preaching technique, 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 and never like strength or conditioning, well, now you have all these nerds with no strength and conditioning. Maybe if you made that like a thing, like, yeah, use your strength. Maybe people would think about getting stronger. Okay, here's another hot take in, in a similar position. Someone was like, I don't pay to go to jujitsu to warm up for 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like teach me jujitsu. I will warm up at home or whatever. I'll do my push-ups and whatever I need to at home. But when I go to the, the school, I want to just train jujitsu and fight. Or okay, they come in after the warm up. <laughs> but then is that, is that being a bad thing. student? Yes and no, because I do think it's a liability for whoever owns the gym, right? Like, Oh, I'll, I'll warm up on my own. One, you know they won't. Exactly. Okay? Then they're going to come in and get hurt. Then not only does that owner lose a membership, but maybe they even like sue you or something or like whatever it is. Like, oh, you hurt me because we did this. That's ridiculous to do at first. Yeah, I think I get, the guy's 
I get the point of like not wanting to do conditioning at the gym, but then you're going to be a worse practitioner. And chances are 95% of the people are not going to be conditioning. And it goes back to what you said earlier. The stronger you are, the better you will be at jujitsu. Yeah. As long as you continue to use technique. If you have two people with equal technique, the strength will win. Yeah. Or maybe perseverance, endurance, other things matter too. But like, why would you diminish strength? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that because sometimes I don't like doing all the time. I get it. Technique is king, but we don't need to minimize strength to say that. Do you think it's like an economics thing where they're like, hey, let's appeal to like a lot of like smaller. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Make some money. But again, then you have jujitsu nerds with no strength. Who doesn't have to be that. And then you'll complain that there's jujitsu nerds. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's it's. Yeah, it's a cycle. Someone was saying BJJ will never be a spectator sport, and that's okay. Most people I know who train don't watch BJJ besides their friends' matches. It just doesn't translate well the same way MMA or boxing does. Yeah, do you ever see BJJ, like people buying like a, a million buys of a BJJ tournament? No, no. Never. I don't even know how they pay out what they do already, like some of these things, organizations and stuff. I don't know. Not based on its rule set now. The rule set now allows for way too much stalling. And also, like, a guy that doesn't train can watch MMA because he understands that a punch can knock someone out, right? It's not hard to understand. If I'm passing someone's guard, they don't understand the purpose or even how to do it. You know what I mean? Like, Or how hard it is. Yeah, and it doesn't appeal to the layman because of that. If you change the rule set, you could, there is a way to probably make it entertaining. How would you change the rule set? Like to me, if you did combat jujitsu at that point, it's like, well, why don't they just fight? Like it's so close already. Like, you know, like what's the difference? Maybe it's just, you can't stand up. I, I have no idea. I don't know. But at which point it just seems like a little like petty. It's like, we could do all of this. Well, you then you can that. say the same thing about Muay Thai then. Like, oh, why would I watch Muay Thai if I could watch MMA? Yeah, it's a piece of it. So what if I just took ground fighting like that, that could potentially bring in people and then even educate them in the process. Who knows? I don't know. It just, it just with the Muay Thai, I mean, that's a good example. It just feels like that's easier for people to understand. Like it is because it's standing up. And then it so is. when you're on the down, it's a lot more complicated. Like if somebody passes somebody's guard, we might be like, oh, that was a sick pass. But I think the average person would be like, oh, but that's easy. You just right. fucking open up their legs. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, a home I, run I, in baseball is like, holy shit, that went over the fence 350 yes. feet. Like, I don't think jujitsu will right. ever compare to those bigger sports, but can it be more popular? I think with a different rule set, yes. What that rule set might be, I haven't all inked that out yet, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about the hot take? There should be no difference in grappling or so, like, no jujitsu, catch wrestling. Like it's all grap wrestling. Grappling is grappling. Uh, I agree until you try to determine who a winner is. Those are different rule sets, right? Like, yeah, we're all grappling, but if I have side control on you, that's a win in catch wrestling. It's not a win in jujitsu. It's just a rule set difference. I don't think of it as you don't get. I don't think of it as a different art per se. You don't get points for going into side control in jujitsu. You do, but you don't automatically win in catch wrestling. It's a win. You pin. Oh, you automatically. Okay, I get it. Yeah, a pin. A pin is the end or submission. It's just different rule sets, right? Judo is a different rule set. Wrestling, different rule set. Are they all grappling arts? Yes. Are we all grappling? Yes, I agree. As an art, we are all grappling. As a rule set, as a sport, 
is different. Okay. And I think we should train, if you're a grappler in any of those arts, that you should train with those different rule sets. Like even though we go to jiu-jitsu class, we should have catch wrestling one day where it's pin or submit. That's the rules. Right? A lot of times you're in jiu-jitsu class and they'll do things like, all right, first to score points wins. And then we rotate or something like that or whatever. Like that. Your, your drill is passing guard and you're passing guard and the other guy doesn't let them. Whoever wins stays in or, you know what I mean? You do different situations in jujitsu. Yeah. Why, why don't one day we just do, all right, we're just doing wrestling rounds today. Okay. We're just doing judo rounds today. We're just doing catch wrestling rounds today. I, I feel like every single one of those arts should at least dabble in those other rule sets in their classes. All right, not so much of a hot take, but one of my impressions is, right, you have different like metas and things that become more important and not important. Yeah. In the self-defense thing, mm. I'm thinking judo is becoming more and more underrated. I don't think it's underrated. Useful. I feel like nobody talks about judo. Like people aren't like, oh, I want to go to a judo class. I feel like it's always like, it's yes. at least represented in MMA. It is, well, yes and no. I mean, Ronda Rousey, Kayla Harrison... Yeah, the girls, right? It's slightly yeah. different, but it's like where and I mean, Patty Pimble women's just MMA had like a is huge younger. Judo throw and shouted out his judo coach for that. Like who? I mean, who did? Patty Pimblet. Okay. He had a he had a big judo throw in his last fight, and then credited his judo coach, which is a big one, Justin Flores, J Flo. I just think judo is so beautiful, and it, it is, is like standing up. So like, I feel like if I had a kid. I might start him with judo, so he develops like those fundamentals of like base and like knowing good. To throw people. Yeah, I think like, the combination of judo and wrestling is like what you want. Yeah, right. I Especially think. for a kid, like to get started with that, like it's fun and you learn all this technique. And if somebody's yeah. bullying you, they're gonna stand up. So yeah, close the distance and take him for a ride. Yeah, I like that. All right, this is good. You can't complain about spazzy white belts and also claim you're training self-defense. Agreed. <laughs> because that's exactly the type of person you would be fighting mm-hmm. if you got into a fight. It would be somebody, chances are spazzy. That is also to say you can complain about spazzy white belts if you don't care about self-defense. So this is like something like I'm always wondering about because I got into this stuff, I think, more well, fitness and self-defense mm-hmm. semi-equally. I'm tired of like lifting weights and like I figure I'd rather do something that could be like more impactful. Mm-hmm. But do you think we place an overemphasis on self-defense and maybe we should just treat it like a sport because people that even do sport jujitsu would be better off on the street anyway? Like, God forbid something happened or no, it's two separate things. I think you could put your emphasis where you want. Like you can go to a sport school and you as an individual still keep like the self-defense aspects. You can go to a self-defense school and still think about the sports aspects. I don't think it has to be that way because their overlap is still really big. Yeah. In terms of like the Venn diagram, where does it separate? Is it the leg game and stuff like that? Or Sure. Yeah. But I mean, that's not to say leg locks aren't applicable in MMA. I mean, we saw Sakuraba leg lock a bunch of people. Iminari exclusively used leg locks. So like Hall. Yeah, there are ways to do that. Is it like setting up leg locks from the bottom every time, but scooting to them? No. But like there is an avenue for success there. But does it hurt the idea of jujitsu when people see that? Like the initial intention was self-defense, right? Isn't that what the Gracies were trying to do? Yeah. So like could could that lead us towards like McDojo type stuff when it it could like, yes. will BJJ become like Taekwondo where it becomes Yes, I already think it, it it has gone that way a bit. Yeah. 
it's gone that way a bit, but do you think it will become that? Like, you know, where right now when people say Taekwondo, like That's as an true. adult, it's not cool to do Taekwondo. I, I don't know. It could because they made more kids belts. They, they started doing all these things for kids. As soon as a kid that's like 10 years old is hitting black belt or something, then you know, like, no, this is I not. I thought you're not allowed. I thought you can't be a black belt until like you're 18. In jujitsu, like, you can't even be a blue belt until you're 18. Yeah, But exactly, what they did right. is they made like a bunch of belts to get to blue belt for kids. Right? That's I think, fair like, though. I guess. But like, who's to say that doesn't change one day? Like if Nicky yeah. Ryan at 16 is beating black belts, do you give him a purple? Do you give him a brown? Sure. Like when do these lines start to change? And then all of a sudden it opens the floodgate. Like you have the slippery slope. When you start beating adults. Okay. I think and once, then, you, once you start beating adults. And then, then if one instructor legit. feels like his 12-year-old can beat adults and he gets a black belt, I'm just saying it opens the doors. I, I, I think you just keep it that way. Also, think, what catch wrestling, what I love about catch wrestling, no belts. Yeah, Sambo too, no belts. Do you think it's better if there were no belts at all? I do. But do you think people would join jujitsu as much if they didn't have an opportunity to like get a belt? Nope. I think it's more of a pride thing. Like people wear it in their class and they're like, I am this. It's like a way of like showing off your coat of arms or whatever, you know, like, oh, look how cool my sword is or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's just our own ego boost. And as consumers, we like that. We like flair. We want to get new shoes. We want to get that belt. We want to get, you know what I mean? But in actuality, I, does it change your skills? No. Is it a representation of your skills? I, I, in your instructor's eyes, yeah, mostly, I guess. I don't know. It's changing. There's pros and cons. I yeah. like the idea of that you don't know who you're getting into, like in Sambo or something or catch wrestling. Like even yeah. when in Nogi, you're like, I have no idea how good this person is. So when I roll mm -hmm. with somebody new, like sometimes like, oh, how long have you been training? Just yep. to get like an idea. I like but that. Maybe it's better we don't even do that. We just Yeah, like if, if you're really about improving your skills, then your skills are your skills. Your belt color is not your skills. You know what I mean? But it's isn't it nice thing. to know a progression? Like, oh, I am actually getting better. It is. That's why so many people do jujitsu. Boxing doesn't have it. Like, well, think of all the odds that don't have it. You don't need it. Aren't they starting to do it though? Like, aren't they starting to give black belts in Muay Thai and stuff like this? And yeah, I don't know. What are they going to give you different shorts or something? Like, that's fine. I, I guess. But just win. Like, your record. That's what you are. Like, that's oh, you want to be good at jujitsu? Cool. What's your record? I liked when Ben Askren was like, I have a black belt. I know. Me too. I like that too. Because. Obviously, yeah, just Ben Askren. Obviously, I was oh, yeah. gonna say I can't say I'm a black belt because people dominate me. But somebody like Ben Askren, who can go hard against other black belts, you know. And this is what some people were saying about like how BJJ may not work. And they're like, don't say BJJ doesn't work just because some wrestler came in and dominated you. That wrestler has been maybe trained since junior high and has thousands of hours on the mats. And just because sure. you're a blue and a half belt or a purple belt, like you may have a thousand hours on the mats, but they have a different amount of hours on the mats. So it's not like, oh, your purple belt didn't work against this wrestler. It's just the hours on the mat are defeating your purple at this current moment. But it yeah, doesn't but mean you it could also work. argue like their sport just beat your sport in your own rules. You know what I mean? Like you can't even hang with a wrestler in their rule set. A wrestler came over in your rule set and beat you. I was like a football player coming over to baseball and beating you. You know what I mean? You're like, that, that's how I look at it. And yeah, I do but... think that's a failure of jujitsu. 
maybe not as like an art of practice, but maybe in the rule set. I think that's more of a failure on that particular purple belt. Yeah. Not okay, sure. All, you, could, you could say not that. Because, you know, you could have Odell Beckham go into a baseball game and he might hit a homer if somebody throws a bad pitch, you know, and he sure. just connects because he's a okay. fucking athlete, you know, and you could jack one out. But it doesn't necessarily mean like every football player could go in and do that. Yes. But that's, like you said, there's Venn sure. diagrams to this. Yeah. Right? And overlap. So I do think jujitsu would help itself if they change the rule set. But like, I think the wrestling is the most exciting. Like I'd like ADCC rules better than any other jujitsu rule set there is. But I think if jujitsu does want to not get beat up by wrestlers, make a rule set where wrestlers don't have an advantage. But then it also, again, like changes like self-defense aspect. It becomes more of its own like weird little niche of a sport. I don't think it should go that route, but if jujitsu feels that way, then maybe that happens. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. I used to like the tournaments that were sub only because I was mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, that's like the somewhat win. realistic, right? You won. But then if you are considering self-defense, like pinning and points and position matter. And who cares if someone turtles really well and doesn't get subbed when somebody could literally be standing on top of them, kicking them in the head, you know? And it's just like, all right, great. You have a great turtle. But is that important in self-defense? And so, yeah, sometimes I feel like maybe now I'm more appreciative of points than before. But maybe that's also because I can't finish my subs. I think <laughs> if self-defense is your truest aspect, MMA has to be the rule set you train because it's at least closest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus, I think wrestling is fun. I don't think there's anything better than disengaging from an awesome scramble. Yeah. Like when you try to take someone down, they defended, they took you down, you rolled them over, you went back, they rolled you over, all of a sudden you're both standing up. You're like, dang. I think that's my favorite part of rolling. I think I'd agree. I just know I feel like a little victory when I get somebody down. Even yeah. if I don't get the sub or the tower, and I'm like, all right, cool. I was able to get the fight to the ground, so you dictate it. I think it's like the equivalent of hitting like a really good jab and like a cross, like, you know, like, oh, I made good contact, right? Like, clean. Just as, just as nice as it is to like, subdue someone under their own under your own will where it's like i submitted you yeah taking someone and putting them on the floor when they're unwilling to go to the floor is a huge victory okay someone said something like bjj is a cult being good at bjj does not mean you're good at other things it doesn't mean you're a good person and someone was like yeah some of these people can't like acquire it a black belt might teach me a triangle, but might not be good at it. So why am I going to ask him business advice, you know, or something like, I don't know. I don't know of course. Something. Yeah. I don't think these are, I don't think a lot of these are hot takes. I think a yeah, lot of these are pretty on. Maybe everything is just meta now where everybody kind of agrees, but it's like self-hating. Like, you know, maybe. Yeah. 90% of the shit y'all are classifying as spazzing is exactly the kind of stuff your training should stop. If you can't stop it, you're not good. Like, so fuck your complaining about spazziness i agree and sometimes you're like oh spazzing like might get me hurt and stuff yeah dude it's a physical altercation you're always risking getting hurt yeah i don't know wear a mouthpiece and be better and use athleticism yeah that's a, yeah someone's like fucking use your strength like what's <laughs> why wouldn't you yeah belts are irrelevant stripes are irrelevant yeah you know i, I never got a stripe until purple belt but imagine school was like that where you didn't go to like ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th. It's like finally like, all right, you're smart enough to graduate. I'm okay with it. That would be so fascinating if we did real education that way. Like, all right, you're finally. Re Wait, 
there's levels to it. So when do you decide, all right, you're not going to learn this algebra, you're going to move on to geometry, and then you're going to move on to pre-calc. Like, there needs to be some type of grading atmosphere. Do you think things would be better if there was one uniform? This is what you need for a blue belt. This is what you need for a purple belt. Or do you think it's still cooler that individual instructors have that power and authority? It's tough because it's like, all right, let's say you make a curriculum. I think the Gracies have already done this, where it's like a blue belt needs this list of moves and sweeps and subs and all that stuff. All right. Well, how do you judge how effective they are? They know it. They can hit it in a live roll. But at what level do they need to hit that on a live roll? Is it a competition? Do they need to hit that on people of the same belt level? Or do they, do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to even grade that. Mm-hmm. Do you judge it just based on taps? It's just, it's a weird thing. Maybe we should just appreciate What if a guy is just is so good at top weird. and when he gets on bottom, he sucks, but he's world level on top. Like we'll beat everyone. Let's say he's Khabib on top, but if he's on the floor, he's done, dead. So yeah, Level question, leader. when you train, do you train like your dominant side? Like say you have to do 10 reps of something. Oh, that's a great, that's a great question. Okay. Do you do like nine dominant and one less dominant? Do you do five and five? Do you just do your dominant side? Like how do you train when you're training a move? I do it evenly every single time. Five, 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 five. Yep. My instructor was saying like, yeah, go with what you're good at. A lot you of know? people, I'd say most people I roll with, do it that way where they only train their dominant side and they have different sides for what that move might be sometimes mm-hmm. but yeah they only train the other side but i know as a competitor i can tell right away when i'm trying to pass someone's guard if i'm standing and they're sitting and i go one way versus the other i see already where their side is and i'm passing the other side interesting i'm putting you i can tell people's dominant sides i think way quicker when they have one that's way more dominant so say you're training five and five mm-hmm. if you feel did train both ways. but maybe i'm different a little bit because i also feel good being orthodox and southpaw i switch my stance commonly like i don't know every 10 punches i'm switching my stance like i, I just move a lot and so i do yeah, the same thing say- in jiu-jitsu so maybe that's that's different and i can't say that everyone should train that way but I do think you shouldn't just get caught on one side. I do personally like seven or eight and two and three. Okay. That's something. So I, I focus on my dominant side, but then mm-hmm. I'll be like, I should do the other one. Mm-hmm. But I also try not to think about it too much because I just don't want to think about it while I'm rolling. But sure. I don't know if that's smart or not because like, I don't want to get in my own head and be like, oh, I'm not good on this side, but I'm good on this side. I kind of just like let my instinct take over. See, it's different in a sport like baseball. Like, I'm not going to throw at my left hand because I don't have to. No one's going to put me in that position. Jiu-Jitsu is different. You could end up on your non-dominant side. Mm-hmm. Then what? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. how I view it. And then I also view it as like, if you only train your dominant side, well, aren't you just reinforcing that dominant side then? Like, maybe the other side needs the reps to not be the less dominant side. Like, maybe you're yeah. just reinforcing the problem. It'll, it's also the age-old question, would you rather be, like, amazing at something or really good at, like, everything? You know? Right. Like, yeah, so that, that like goes amazing back to my original thing. Like, you're Khabib on top, but I don't know. Who's a good example of someone being bad at the bottom? Gagey. Huh? Gagey. Okay, yeah. That works, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Right? So, like, <laughs> what level are you? Yeah. You're, you're pretty 
you're you're still gonna be the high level because you're not getting on your back much, but when you do, you're gonna. Yeah, it's interesting because it also applies to. I think we were discussing because I was like, I'm good at getting to people's backs, but I'd suck at arm bars. Mm-hmm. And lately, I've been like, I gotta get better at arm bars, so I'm like working on arm bars, but then I'm doing worse in the rolls because I'm going after these moves that I suck at. That's yeah. It's, you have to take a step back to go forward. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I wonder. So I'm like, okay, I'm okay doing that. But then sometimes I'm like, should I just be working on the back and some of the other stuff and mm. not even I think worried to about a that point. I'm so like, I think you need to nail down basics first. And mm-hmm. basics would include something like arm bars. I agree. Once you get your basics down, then you can start like, all right, now I need to just hone in on my strengths. And my instructor was saying, just go for arm bars from the back too. So you can yeah. go get the back and then just figure out new ways to get it from your strengths. Well, yeah. So that's the thing about basics is you need your basics because basics are everywhere, right? Name a position you can get an arm bar from. Every single position. So you need to have arm bars because, mm-hmm. because they are so prevalent. You can say the same thing is about triangles, guillotines, kimuras, maybe even. You know, like these are the things like the more prevalent the move is, the more you should have that in your foundation. And then you can get to like fancier stuff. All right. This person had an interesting one out of all the sports. And he's like, I've done basketball, soccer, track, everything. Uh-huh. BJJ is the worst for beginners. Oof. Like you go to basketball, they'll teach you like, oh, here's some fundamentals on dribbling and shooting. Where in BJJ, it's like, oh, here you're in a class and it, you know, there's no beginners class. You're just learning. Yeah. And then well, it's like, oh, yeah, just roll. So he is right. But more schools are doing beginner classes now mm-hmm. where they have like white belts only. It is really rough on beginners. But I mean, are you going to tell me a basketball? Like, it's also like a way different sport. Like, are you going to tell me playing a basketball game feels the same as competing in jujitsu? Like, of course, you're going to feel way more beat up. Of course, it trashes the athlete way more. That's just what the sport is. Mm-hmm. So you can't compare it to like, oh, like starting basketball is easier. Well, yeah, even basketball at the highest level is easier on you. You know what I mean? Not in a skill sense, but. Uh, white belts shouldn't be allowed to voice opinions on the game of jujitsu. <laughs> it's like someone in a 100 level class trying to explain something when a PhD is in the room. Is that gatekeeping? A little bit. It's, there's yes and no there. I had, yeah, I had a friend that was like, when I was like, oh, I like punching this way. But he was like, but you don't know how to punch. And I was like, right. you're right. <laughs> so I'm like, he's like, well, you were just saying, learn the fundamentals. And then, yeah. And then so, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think we trash white belts way too much in jujitsu. I, I really don't like it. Like, like white belts should mop the mats or white belts should do this or white belts shouldn't like ask to roll with anyone unless they're another white belt or something. There's all like this hierarchy. I think that's stupid. Okay. There's, I think all the white belt thing is the hierarchy is stupid because these are just people paying the same memberships. They're doing the same things. They're trying just as hard. They don't have as much experience on you, but the only thing that that should create a hierarchy on is how often they tap you. That's it. They shouldn't differ in anything else, but skill, not Mm -hmm. respect, not anything like I, I never understood that. I'm sure I'm not going to listen to a white belt as much about, you know, the state of jujitsu, perhaps. But if a white belt wants to show me a move, I'm going to listen still. I also think there's something about when you're on the mountain, you can't see the mountain. 
And so you may yeah. get unique perspectives from people that are really new, even if it's like they say NFL coaches will get a lot of their plays and understanding from the college game and the college football coaches and you ask them where they're getting their information and like innovation, they'll say the high school game. Yeah. And so I think there's like something, so it's like, by logic, a high school game is influencing the like the NFL sure. game. And so why would you want to shit on one of those coaches when really like some of the stuff that they're doing is fascinating? It could be really. Yeah, I agree. They can have a, yeah, they're attacking it from not getting too caught in the meta. They don't know the meta yet. So it's like, yeah, it's a fresh take. Yeah. This goes back to what we were saying earlier. Warm-ups conditioning sucks. Let's just do BJJ. Also. Why are wrestlers so fucking strong? Wrestle more. That, that's the thing. If jiu-jitsu is complaining about wrestling so much, wrestle more. Mm. I don't think you could be good at jiu-jitsu without some level of wrestling. This is an interesting take. I don't really like training with cops. They seem nice until you get to know them. And then you realize, I see why we could have a police brutality problem. Dang. Okay, that's a hot take. Yeah, that's, it's that's a very a anecdotal experience right there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can't say that. That's crazy to me. I am more outspoken about police brutality and shitty cops than I think most people in this world. Like, uh-huh. I think I think of it as uh, when you look up to people, you should hold them to a higher standard. So I hate when cops suck. And I think you have to get bad cops out of there. Same thing with like priests. Sure. I, I but I love that. I love rolling with cops. Because where else can you get to fucking choke out a cop? <laughs> like, I think there's nowhere else you can do that. And most of the cops that I think are on the mats seem like humble and decent. And I think they're learning to better control their adversary than rather using a gun. So I think like more cops on the mat. I want to believe it's better. Okay, overall. so I'm in a military city. I've rolled with way more people in the military than I have cops. Okay, but similar world? That's, no? that's still kind of interesting to me because the need for cops i think is greater than the military yeah but don't do you think cops that train are better than cops that yes unequivocally yeah right i i want to believe that i'm sure you're going to get some people that are going to use these skills to be dicks but i think those people would have been dicks anyway yeah and would have been the people that would have been brutal anyway whether it's with a nightstick or now their hands where I think you'll get some people that'll feel more confident in their physical abilities and they won't let shit escalate. Yeah. Because they won't be in fear, I think. I, I don't know. There's no way to like fully test that, but I, I think I believe that. So I don't agree with that hot take. I think, I think the more cops and regular people that are on the mats, the more friendlier, like the more understanding. Mm. Is formed. I have a hot take. What? I think when we start jujitsu, we shouldn't even learn submissions. What, it should opinion? just be like wrestling, but wrestling for jujitsu. Yeah, I agree. I think like that should be the white belt days. Like you learn wrestling and then once you can take someone down, once you are good at takedowns, once you can pin people, now you learn. It does go against the old school Gracie method because it's like, no, if someone takes you down, you got to be good off your back. You got to be mm-hmm. able to good and get up and stuff. But I also think wrestling teaches you how to also not get taken down. So... That would be my hot take. Like when we teach kids, like, I, I, yeah, I would just wrestling for points, wrestling jujitsu. Well, when I first asked you about where I should train, I think that's why I chose Sambo. Because mm-hmm. I wanted something that had like a, a stand-up aspect or more of an emphasis on the stand-up aspect. And I kind of yeah. feel like that is where I got my initial 
Yeah, now you just stand up every roll. I have to. I, I stopped a little bit because we've had more and more people in the gym. Mm-hmm. And so it's been like tight. So I've been sitting down the last like three, four weeks. And I'm like, fuck it. I got into a bad habit. So now I want to. I was doing something like 25% to 40% of my rolls were standing up. Mm, not okay. all of them. Not even mm-hmm. the majority. But then now it's gone to like 5 to 10% over the last. I don't stand in all my rolls because if I feel like there's a big skill disparity, then I'll sit down. Okay. Or, or like, well, even if there's a skill disparity, but I know the guy's a wrestler, then I'll definitely stand up. Yes. But if I know, like, I probably have the wrestling and there's a skill disparity, I'll start bottom. For I'll me, it's more I control. I'll, I'll like, I'll just do whatever. For me, it's more if I'm really tired. If I'm tired, I won't stand up because I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll get better rolls. And so, like, let me emphasize some of the jujitsu as opposed to. I'll say I never think that. I'm never tired. <laughs> but also, you know, what's funny is when classes do get tight. And you don't want to stand up because you're not you're trying not to like step on people and stuff. Yeah. I just I just usually like get close to the wall and just stand up. But now all these guys know that I'm like good with the wall. So like, no, I don't want to go to the like no one wants me near the wall, whether offensively or defensively. Like I'll just put my back on the wall and just be standing. And they're like, nah, nah. Like, oh, come on, man. They don't engage me on the wall. <laughs> I feel like isn't it easier to take somebody down when the wall's there? I'll put my back to the wall, take me down. I just, I just know I have more wall experience to use the wall, so I don't mind it. So like when we're tight on space, I'm like, oh, come on, we can still stand up. Like, nah, come on, man. This is a hot take. Most belt promotions are undeserved. It's just your time in and your coaches feel guilted because you've been around long. Can you say that again? <clears throat> Most belt promotions are undeserved. It's just time in, time out. Your coaches feel guilted because you've been around long enough. Dang, that sounds like this guy's got a particular problem with his coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sounds mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You can't say that across the board. I don't know. I don't, I don't see that. I'm sure that has some influence. It's a hot take. I do like it as a hot take, though, because I'm sure there is some truth there. Is it like the universal? No, I don't think so. 99% of us are not getting into any street fights. So the argument about what does and does not work in the streets is irrelevant. BJJ is a sport with some combat application. He's right. But shouldn't you always be thinking about potential for war? Shouldn't you always think of worst case scenario to be better prepared for it in any aspect? I mean, that's why people get guns, right? Like if I, if I yeah. told most of the world that like, hey, 99% yeah, how many people have no you one's shot? breaking into your house. Yeah. Also, the, the, the gun rights you have are not to really protect you from other people. It's to protect you from a tyrannical government. How many times have you shot at your tyrannical government? That's a very hot take. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Like, there you go. So like when people, yeah. Do I think you should own a gun? Sure. Should you practice using it? Sure. All right. This is the hottest take. <laughs> coaches need to sleep with their students if what? it was banned the number of schools would drop by 99 percent. there's not a lot of money in owning a gym so the reward is that sweet white belt poon oh my god what a troll this guy i love I that hot take really going that, somewhere too i was like oh shit that is the hot take because <laughs> some because there was a discussion that where people were like yo stop sleeping with your students and someone was like Yo, this is just a hobby. This isn't like you're at work and your boss has power over you or like a professor and the professor has power over you. Well, there is it's a power hobby. Here. What? There is power. There's a trading of money here and, you know, there's power Self-imposed. 
so, but it's all self-imposed. You're putting your money in, and I you're guess. adults. <laughs> this guy. I love that one. That's funny. Someone said the traditional stuff is dumb. Bowing, entering, and exiting the mat is dumb. Referring to your instructor as a professor is dumb. I mean, not all gyms do that. I, I don't mind those traditions. I, I Our gym doesn't personally do those things, or at least some of those things, but... I don't know. I don't, I don't mind like having a lineage of tradition like that. Yeah, it's not like you're praying for 20 minutes. Like all, if all you do is we we do a lineup in my gym and then at the end we go, oh, you know, and bow yeah. down real quick and then we shake hands. Like that's minimal yeah. amount of respect. I also don't see why it's negative calling like the black belt's professor. Like I don't understand I it either. Look- what am I just going to call him? John? I mean, Steve, Sambo Steve was like, when I went into the gym, I was like, what do we call you? Like, sir, like, you know, or something like that. And like, Sensei, he was like, yeah, just call me Steve. And I, I, mean, I always love I call my coach Kev. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I coach, I, I, I call my coach John or Burke, but mm-hmm. I, he is a professor. I would never be like, you're not a professor. Right. You're like, so you, even when I teach high school, sometimes like when people ask me what my name is, I'll say like, just call me a noob or Mister Noob because I feel like it feels weird when it's like Mister Desai. Mm-hmm. But I still <laughs> want them to respect me. I don't feel like the respect comes from title. The title, the respect comes from how they're treating you. Yes, but there, but it doesn't mean I'm not a teacher just because you don't call me Mister, and it doesn't mean you're not a professor. Sure. I always use the analogy like your blue belt as you graduated high school. I feel like purple belt is you graduated college. Brown belt is like you got your master's. And I think black belt is like you're a doctor because it takes yeah. people five to seven to 10 years to get it. Like that's like a legit PhD, no? Like to know I think all so. the technique and stuff. Yeah. I feel like that was like a young kid that was like rebellious. I guess so. Maybe. Maybe if I was younger, I wouldn't like some of that stuff. But the older person in me is like, no, show respect. Like, why wouldn't you want to bow down? I did it when I was younger. I don't know. I just don't mind any of that. Yeah. It doesn't take away from anything. It's showing respect. I feel like when you're younger, though, maybe like sometimes you have this like angst where you're like, oh, they don't deserve my respect. Yeah, I feel like someone's teaching me something. If they feel like they need to gain respect from me in a very minuscule way that only takes a minute to do. I'm fine with trading that minute to learn from them. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I don't really see it as like, I get it. If I had to bow to them for 59 minutes and they taught me for one minute. Oh yeah. Okay. I get it. That's too much. Yeah, exactly. Most people do jujitsu because they suck at other sports. I mean, you saw my gym play basketball, right? <laughs> yeah. The BJJ community is the cringiest amalgamation of bro vets, soccer, mom, Karens, wannabe influencers, Sensitive dorks, cookie cutter tough guys, and far right conspiracy theorists, groomers, and ego driven douchebags. Okay, <laughs> you know me. what? That's all men. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could, yeah, all right, just people. paint a stroke on all men, then, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's also just the people that become famous. Yeah, that too. That's true. Gordon Ryan, I think, doesn't help. Like on our philosophy of fighting Instagram, now when I scroll sometimes, I just see these like hot ass fucking women in tights. And I'm like, why are we following them? And then I'll click the thing and it'll be like, oh yeah, I'm a blue belt in jujitsu. Yes. So like, that's like how we ended up following them. But it's also like, are you really doing jujitsu? Or are you just making bank off of all the thirsty jujitsu dudes? Do you even like the sport or did you find the niche 
where people are going to be like, oh, I like you, you know, it's, possible like, it's both or it's possible they got into the sport because they like it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm kind of attractive for this community. Maybe I should punch a ticket for money. Yeah, I'm attractive for this community. Yeah. I, all right. That's that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. I find it a little cheap. I don't, Go get them. Go get them. Go make that money. I get. I don't know. I they, I am a capitalist, but it, there's also like things that feel dirty to me. Sure, but I don't know. Dirty makes money too. Yeah, I don't know. Dirty makes more money. That's yeah, the dirty problem. makes more money. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. I don't, I don't think there's right. anything wrong with it. I don't think there's anything, nothing illegal. But I also think like if somebody shits on you for it a little bit, I think like that's also acceptable. I also well, I also think if you're a woman and you're wearing really revealing clothing and you're going to jujitsu and then you complain about like the guys around you or something like, all right, well now, now you're starting to like blur your lanes essentially. Like yeah. if you're posting like thirst trap pictures all the time and you're wearing what you're wearing in those thirst trap pictures to train, then it's like, all right, that's a little weird. Yeah, I agree. That's what I would say. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. I'm trying to focus on training. Fuck. <laughs> There's so few women in the community though. Like it's not, in comparison to men there's a lot of women in the community in general but no but not in the instagram bjj community the oh instagram yeah instagram bjj B- community you would think everybody's hot and fucking yeah jack if and you're tatted. a woman in the bjj community if you just simply post pictures you're now like yeah you're, you're in twenty five thousand followers yep mm-hmm. and you're like yeah exactly yep ah <laughs> oh, let's see i think we went through most of them all right that's good then how about this? The evolution is judo, BJJ, no-gi grappling. No-gi is the future. I agree. I agree. The that is a hot take. self-defense aspect, though, do you think no-gi is more useful than gi? Because I feel like we are all wearing clothes, so shouldn't we learn how to manipulate the clothes? Then do that. You're not going to wear a, a gi with pearl weave. That's ridiculous. If I'm going to throw you by your collar or choke you with your collar, choke me with my crew neck shirt collar right now. Good luck, dude. It'll rip? Yeah, it's going to rip. At the very least, it's going to give me a lot of time to move and find frames. I just don't think, oh, yeah, how, how good is your, your, your sleeve grip? I'm not wearing sleeves. <laughs> like, if you live in a place where you wear a jacket every single day, everywhere you go, awesome. You are set. You have a case. I live in San Diego. I'm in shorts and short sleeve most of the year. Good luck using that to your advantage. Can you grab, like... My shorts by like, you know, bunch them up by the hip and stuff. Sure. That'll help you. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't buy it. So you can only attack rich people that have well-made clothes. <laughs> yeah. All right. so, someone joked about me recently. I was like, yo, we should normalize footwear and grappling. I'm like, why? I'm like, because we always wear footwear, whether it's self-defense. Plus like footwear is sick. Like your takedowns are better in jujitsu. Like, like wrestling is sick, dude. He's like, He's like, yeah, but in practicality, I'm just training for fights at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, touche. See, I'm always wearing sandals or boots. So oh, it's like one or the other. I'm nowhere like I'm generally not in between. I'm always wearing sneakers. But I do love wrestling shoes. I like I like that catch wrestling, you wear wrestling shoes, I like wrestling, you wear wrestling shoes, jujitsu, we wear no shoes. I like the shoes. I like the stickiness to it. And if I am getting into a fight, I got shoes. Yeah. I'm with you, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I guess 
I guess these weren't the hottest of takes. Yeah, I mean, look, every hot take has some truth to it, right? It's just a matter of like, do you think this is what it is or just partially or? Maybe it's oh, just I like reflection. these though. I like all these. Yeah, maybe if it's just a reflection on society and us where the hot takes have become normalized, where it's like, oh, yeah, I kind of agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things aren't that weird Hi. anymore. That's good for another week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Catch you next time. Peace. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.